Hello, I'm Sean McAngus and welcome back to the Highland League Podcast. We have a special episode looking at the playoffs and the Lone League. Today's guest is Chris from the Official Catch-Up Podcast to speak about the Lone League, playoffs and much more. Hope you enjoy this episode. First of all, Chris, um, give kind of a bit of insight to Highland League fans about kind of the Spartans team and what who are kind of the key players you would think to watch out for in this upcoming playoff, would you say? Well, I think anyone that's kind of followed the SPFL, you know, League 2, League 1, you, you probably would have heard of Blair Henderson. Um, you know, he's done wonders at Edinburgh City, kind of went down a few leagues uh, to, to go to Spartans. Um, Jordan Tappan, probably another one. Um they're probably their, their two key players, I guess. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a few decent players, uh, sort of younger players that I would probably highlight as well. Um, Jamie Dishington has always kind of been a, a, a stalwart at Spartans. And then uh, Reese Armstrong, who's who came in from Caledonian Braves, has, has had a really good season. And uh, Bradley White as well. I think um, he came from a, an East of Scotland team. Um you know, and he moved to Spartans. Uh, Kevin Waugh, again, with his partnership with, with Jordan Tappan, I think, you know, obviously as a, a champion club, um, you know, they're they're quite solid all throughout their team. Um, Blair Carswell as well and Goals, who's been at Spartans, you know, I think forever. <laughs> Pretty sure he was, a, you know, a young boy when he when he first started with Spartans. Eh? So, um, yeah, Spartans are a very, very solid side. Um so yeah, I'm quite hopeful with our chances, obviously against uh, against the Highland League opposition. Yeah. So how do you do? You, who do you see as favourites from your point of view, or or do you think it's kind of a, you know, you can't really call it in terms of breaking in Spartans? Would you say? I I was a bit concerned. Um, you know, I think over the last sort of few years, the the Lowland League team has had the advantage in terms of maybe quality for different reasons. Maybe, uh, for example, Bonnyrigg, they, they had a team that were had been together forever. Uh, Kelly obviously had a, had players, in fairness, probably playing way below their level. Uh, so uh, I think it's different this time. I think Brecon City have, have a really decent side. Uh, obviously, players that have played higher up, um, you know, looking, looking, obviously, Anthony McDonald, you know, that was at Hearts, Kevin McCarty, um Botty Biabi as well, uh, Jordan Northcott, who I know a wee bit. I think he played for BSC Glasgow, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, there's Ewan Spark as well, uh, Nathan Cooney, I think, who uh, was it previously at Dundee United, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, Brecon have got a solid team, and I think it will be close. Um, this season, uh, at the start of the season, I had a, a look at Brecon City and thought they were um, definitely my favourites to win the Highland League and obviously it took them to the final day but uh, looking at the squad on paper they have a fantastic team and uh, comparing it to the Sparring side I think it's going to be a, a close close run thing uh, much closer than it probably has been over the the past previous seasons um, obviously I'm going to back Sparring's been the lone league side but uh, I think it will be close on the, over the two legs Yeah, the the last side to actually make the the final um, in terms of Highland League beating um, Bowling League was actually Cove, yep. um, who obviously went up. Um, so because you've seen obviously Bucky, Bucky got beaten by East Kilbride, Bonnie Rig beat Fraserburgh um, yep. last season. So it's kind of been in terms of Highland League, they've not really performed well in in the playoffs. Um, but I feel I feel like 
I feel like this breaking team is a sort of team compared to last season's breaking side um, that are capable of, of beating maybe Spartans in terms of they don't necessarily have to play well because um, in the Bucky game, I would say Bucky kind of dominated the game until they got the two goals. And also there's been games throughout, like um, they beat Huntley 1-0. It was like a last-minute winner and st- stuff like that, just being getting over the line. Because um, I feel like in previous in previous season, I think they were guilty of maybe coming into the High League and thinking they were going to kind of just cruise it. And, and they've kind of realised what the level's like and, and getting players, as you said, like Kevin McCarty, kind of the quality kind of shines through and, and helps them. So in terms of um, as the season as a whole in the Lone League, how, how, what have you made of it? It's been pretty competitive. You've had the likes of, you know, Sterling Uni was like up near the top and there was various different teams that had like chances of possibly win the league. It's probably been one of the most exciting lone leagues, um, you know, since I've actually covered the league because previously there's been runaway winners. Obviously, I think the last time he's called Bride won it, they kind of ran away with it. You had obviously Kelty, uh, probably difficult to call, obviously, with the COVID uh, seasons, but certainly Bonnie Rig kind of ran away with it last season. Um, it has been tight. I mean, up until Christmas, you had East Colbride still up there. You had uh, obviously Spartans are always going to be a challenger. Uh, Trenent were up there as you mentioned Sterling Uni have had a fantastic season um, and it wasn't until really they got beat off of Spartans at Ainsley Park that, that their title hopes ended Trenent have been considering they lost a manager in Callum Elliott who's, who's now went to Cowden Beef um, recently uh, considering they lost a manager they've done really well uh, if if they had maybe Colin Nish in from the start of the season it might have been a different story and uh, they did start dropping uh, a fair few points, not not losses, but certainly I think just in terms of draws or whatever, they maybe picked up a few a few um, you know points rather than than three points. You know they picked up one point rather than three in, in some games, and they they probably just lost a wee bit of hope there because it did look like they were you know in the in the the title chase, but I think they just the heads dropped or whatever. You know once they knew they they weren't going to win it. So, but I mean in terms of Spartans, it, it, it's similar to what we've seen before. Um, I keep bringing up the stab, but obviously Spartans were 18 unbeaten in the Lone League. Um, I think, well, actually, no, it might be 19 after the weekend. So they, they went on a fantastic run. Bonnie Rigg, I think, were 18 or 19 last season when they won the, the Lone League. Kelty still hold the record for like 21. But you see these mad runs that these yeah. teams go, in, uh, go on, obviously, to, to, to become champions. And Spartans have... I wouldn't say it's been totally surprising with Spartans. Um because they've, they've always been a challenger. Obviously, they're the third time winners of the Lone League, which is a, a you know a record. Um, but I, I guess they've been in, in transition. Um, I mean, I used to do a, a bit of media work for Spartans. I think as well, we talked about it last time we we spoke, Sean. But um, that that time they were in a bit of transition and they were really kind of just building up again. They were always kind of near the top, but I wasn't expecting them to to be champions by all means because of obviously I think we've talked you know East Colbride were certainly always my favourite because of just the quality of the, the players they brought in um, I don't know if we mentioned Open Goal Broomhill but obviously that was you know a lot of people looked at that and thought that they might run away with the league uh, as well so 
Um, it's been fantastic in terms of sparrings. They've just they went on a mad run and and they've deservedly, you know, they're de- deserved champions. Um, they've not done it in the playoffs. In fairness, um, similar to, to to past teams, have had their chance and it's not happened for them. Um, could it be what third time lucky? Uh, maybe. Um, but yeah, I do think it's going to be close between them and and uh, Brecon City. Yeah, so in, in terms of the Highland League, um, I would say ahead of the season, obviously, you had Fraserburgh, kind of expected them to be in, in amongst it um, in terms of league. They've probably not performed as well as they probably should have. I've kind of, I feel like I've had a bit of a lull in terms of last season, they were so good and, and stuff, and, and this season it's just not worked. I I would say Buckier have been awful unlucky, obviously, the, the last season. It was like near the end of the season, they went on this amazing unbeaten run and still didn't win the league. So they've been kind of unlucky, um, but still a, a decent team. Brora has been all right this season. Um, I would say one of the teams that have kind of shown out, I would say, out of all of them is Bangsa D. Um, they came up um, yep. his first season in the Highland League because obviously Fort William went straight down and decided not to play the playoff. Um, so apart from their deducted um, points um, due to fielding players that shouldn't have been there, um, they've played really well and I've been impressed with them. And if it wasn't for the deducted points, they'd probably been top four, I would say. Yeah. Um, so I would expect them next season to kick on. Um, in terms of relegation situations, um, Strasbe finished bottom, but because um, in terms of you have to have, you know, criteria to to match it yeah um, none of the teams meet it because um the caledonian league was won by um Loch ness who don't have the kind of the means in terms of i think it's SFA, SFA right? license and, yeah, yeah or yeah. something like that so it means they won't get up um and and it means that um you know stress space stay up but it was not surprising that they finished bottom um and obviously Fort William, who was in the league last season, they finished in third, which was probably expected. You would have thought they would maybe challenge for the league. But um no, I think I think Breakin have a big chance. Um I do think I do I do think it'll be pretty close. I, f- yeah. I feel like it might be like a a two nil, like somewhat one team wins two nil on one of the games, it's a nil nil in the first game. Um, just because I feel like both teams will be quite scared at, you know, conceding um, in the first game. But breaking is a sort of team like there's been so many teams this season where they've played really well against Breakin and they've had heaps of chances and not took them. And Breakin score like in the Bucky game, score two goals in the last, and then it's game over. Um, so, but no, it'll be exciting. Um, I just wish there was automatic promotion. It would oh. be so much better. Well, as far as I'm aware, just to I'm not I'm not trying to plug our podcast, but obviously we have been uh, speaking to Thomas Brown, the the lonely German, on our podcast. Sorry, Sean, I'm kind of plugging our own no, stuff here, but no. um, I believe the the playoff is still going to happen next uh, season uh, for League Two, but obviously there is going to be a chance of some Highland League teams and some lonely teams to go up to the the Conference League, uh, which is coming in at Tier Five. Um, Hopefully, more promotion opportunities. Uh, however, everyone's going to have to go down a tier, which is obviously not great, but um, something it's, it's going to happen anyway. We can't, you know, it's agreed by I think mostly League Two sides who'll be happy to have that wee uh, 
I've been calling it the League Two mattress because they won't get relegated to the Highland Lowland League team. Plus, they'll get um, parachute money as well, which they we they, which they don't currently get. So, I mean, that's mm. quite a wee bumper for them, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that is coming. But I do believe there is going to be a playoff still next season, mm. uh, probably the last one, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's always been the aim. Um, I think for everyone in the Highland and Lone League, that automatic. I mean, if you're Champions of your League, I mean, it's a bit of a shame that you can't really enjoy it mm. as much uh, because you've still got a playoff. In fact, not even just one playoff. You've got, you know, two, well, yeah, two playoffs to think about, but obviously four games. Eh, so, Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure what I feel about that league thing. I'm a bit, because the concept of um, Colts teams as well is something I don't really... I can't, I can't see working, but it'll be good to see you know more Highland League and Lonely teams up. Um, but I do, I do think it's it. It'll be interesting how it goes down in terms of attendances and interest because I, I feel like obviously um, the reaction to the the Lowland League in terms of the B teams has been interesting. Obviously, some people have said it's benefits in terms of you know some money it's generated and. You know the interest around it, but in the lower half they say like, "What's, what's the point?" But um, no, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Pl- plenty of debate about that for an hour. Oh day. yeah, divisive, divisive is oh, the word yeah. there, Sean. <laughs> yeah, divisive indeed. Um, so in terms of, we'll look a bit at League Two. Um, obviously it still has to be determined in terms of who finished bottom. You've got Albion Rovers, Elgin, and Bonnie Rig. Um, who just went up uh, last season? Who who do you think will be the team that the winner between Spartans and and Brecon play in the playoff? Who do you think it's? I it's changed for me actually, because um, I, I think Bonnyrigg obviously I, I, I still keep an eye on Bonnyrigg having been a a lone league team. I thought they were really struggling for the mm-hmm. longest time. Um, I got a lot, a lot of stick last season for saying that I thought Bonnie Rigg might struggle in the SPFL mm. uh, just because they play a, a, a specific way and you do get found out playing the same teams over and over again, um, mm. you know, higher up. And it's not the same as playing a team home and away and then that's you done, basically. Yeah. And um, probably going to get stick from some Bonnie Rigg fans. That, I, I, that's, you know, I, I've seen it this season, unfortunately. Eh? So I'm not, I'm not trying to claim a, a dub there. I'm just, I'm just stating facts. I did get a lot of stick for saying they, I thought they might struggle. Um, I've always fought Albion Rovers, but having seen Elgin City struggle recently, I, I kind of want to say it's between Albion and Elgin. I don't think I can really pick between the two. It looked like Al, uh, Elgin were out of it for a wee bit, and then they kind of slid back down, and Bonnie Riggs seem to have a wee bit of momentum uh, now, so you know, it, it's actually quite funny, because I I truly believe, despite the season they've had, um, I think the strongest out of the three would still be Bonnie Riggs, because they know this level, they know how to beat Island League yeah. teams, they know how to beat Lone League teams, so there's a danger in that, Um and with all due respect to, to Bucky Thistle, I thought that would probably be the easier tie for Spartans if they were, you know, if it was a choice between Bucky Thistle and, and Brecon City. I thought um, I might be totally wrong, obviously, you know, Highland League more than me, but I did mm-hmm. have a look at that and think you, if you were Spartans, you'd probably want Bucky Thistle, Bucky to, to win the Highland League. Um, so there's a, there's a bit of that to it as well, trying to think, oh, who, who would we get? Um, I, I mean, I, Sterling, you need to beat Albion Rovers in the Scottish Cup. Um 
really good result. Um, and I, I would imagine, you know, a top Highland League team like Brecon City or Spartans could probably get, you know, probably relegate Albion Rovers. Yeah, I think I I think it will probably be, you know, I'm edging towards Elgin. Um, just I because... have a funny feeling about that, Sean. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. I, I've still got that, and yeah, it's more because for for years they've been kind of a yo-yo team in terms mm-hmm. of they've been up near the top, uh, in terms of just about playoff, and then they just seem to slip down. Um, obviously, they had Gavin Price who. Who got um, sacked not that long ago? Um, so I, I don't really know. I feel like they're probably uh, more likely because, from my experience, I saw Albion Rovers. This was a few seasons ago, a fair, mm-hmm. a fair while ago, when I stayed down in Glasgow, and they seem to always do enough to stay up, like just enough. So I feel like they've got that in them. Um, Elgin, I feel like have. I feel like they've become one of those teams, maybe Cowden Beef were similar in terms of they were so stale in terms of they were in League 2 for that long. I feel like, maybe it's a bad thing to say, but maybe them getting relegated isn't the worst thing. It might yeah. it might rejuvenize them or, or something. Um, you never know. I just, and I think they'll probably, I think, I'm going, I'm putting, <laughs> putting my thing on Elgin getting relegated. I think, I think they will. They'll finish the, bottom. So the, the interesting thing about that, um, the whole Elgin getting relegated thing is if obviously if Elgin get relegated to the Highland League and Spartans go up, that it saves Talbiti at the bottom of the, ah, the Lowland yeah. League. And then I believe that if you're saying obviously about licensing and and whatnot, um, would would the would the bottom Highland League team go down? Actually, I, I don't think I, I I'm not really sure to be honest. Yeah, I need yeah. to check, but um. Even if they are licensed, I don't, I don't know if that would affect. They they might have to relegate them to. But then again, I suppose the the division below would have more than teams. I, I don't know how it works with the Highland League. Obviously, um, there's a yeah. kind of knock on effect of who goes mm. up, who goes down. Cause, so because ba- basically, just of it was in terms of playoff, it would be, um, you know, the Midland League in Dundee. Yes. Yeah. Um. So it would be the winner. The initial thing was the winner of that plays the winner. Um, I think it's it was the juniors, and then there's mm-hmm. something like they play the Caledonian League, or there's some sort of they play each other or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, kind of like they, a similar playoff to to get into the Highland League as uh, it would be. The yeah, best and then yeah, and then right. they play the bottom team. So because say Banks of D last season was the only team with the license, they were going to play Fort William, Fort William the yeah. two two legged thing, and then they would you know get up if they got, but they got up anyway. So that's like the gist of it, but because a lot of the teams don't have the licenses, they can't get promoted, which is a bit annoying. Like yeah. you've got Loch Ness, who decent enough team, got good players, got a couple of players on loan from Iron League that could do a thing. Um, but it costs a you, you would know from in terms of teams going up to loan league, it costs a lot of money to get yeah. the infrastructure to actually go up the leagues. So um, a lot yeah. of the teams choose not to. Like for a while, Banks of D. We're never gonna try and get in the high league again, but they ended up. They did eventually. They decided. Don't don't want to. Uh, but you've touched on something there a wee bit, but obviously um, at the moment, I don't. I don't want to. 
put you off off track, Sean. I know we're here to talk about the playoff game, but um, obviously the, the the situation in the the west of Scotland is Beave Juniors yeah. aren't licensed. Um, mm. They don't have a ground that they own, so they they can't really do much in terms of floodlights. Yeah. Creetown, who are top of the south of Scotland, have dispensation from the Lowland. They have mm. basically a, a a wafer to say that they can play the playoff because the SFA have kind of granted them dispensation because they can actually. Um, you know they they they're pretty much on the the process of getting a license, basically. Mm, yeah. However, Lockhart Fissel, if they win the league or Abbey Vale, do not have that. So basically, mm. Lundlofco Rose uh, looks at the moment. Uh, you know, depending on what happens with Creighton, we'll go straight up to the only league because they are the licensed team in the East and you know champions. So Beeve and and potentially Creighton. Hey, well, depends. Obviously, I think Abbey Vale might might win the South of Scotland over Creighton just. Uh, based on on the results and whatnot, so yeah. um yeah, it's it's all interesting. But yeah, I mean, it's not something I've considered for a long time because a lot of the 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 teams you would expect in east of Scotland, west of Scotland, that have had the chance to be promoted, they've all been licensed, and mm. even in the south of Scotland. So it's not something I've really thought about, you know, for the last couple of years until obviously un- unexpectedly beef without a license I've, I've kind of romped the, the west of scotland this season against all odds really is mm. so no it's good it makes it it makes it better because you want i mean you'll probably agree with me on this you want new teams in the league to kind yeah. of mix it up because i feel like it can get stale if it's the same teams and it's just um new players and and just like the head-to-heads because i think it got for a while in terms of the for years, it got a bit stale in terms of there's not new clubs coming up. Uh, it just mm-hmm. makes it a bit different, and I feel like it's it used to be like for ages. Obviously, you know, um, Strasbourg are staying up, but it used to be like Fort William were bottom for ages, and there was like no consequences for yep. it. Um, so I feel like it's just it's gave it the league more more life because um, I feel like there's so many good teams in the juniors like. We've got like in North Juniors, we've got like Dice Juniors, like teams that have like reasonable quality in terms of they've got players who could play at Highland League, but sometimes it's because of the commitment in terms of Highland League yeah. that they can't really deal with that. Um, so I feel like um, there's so much potential for teams. Like obviously down the road, you've got your Darvels and stuff where they'll probably eventually, you know, get up to the Lone League, you'd think so. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a, awkward, a bit of an awkward one, obviously, Mick recently leaving <laughs> to go to East Brown Day, but I mean, they certainly have had a lot of money pumped into them. Uh, they were so close last year, but the the Lone League and the Highland League, you know, pretty much finished. Um, the West of Scotland have had some fixture issues. I think they're, I mean, they've got loads of games to play, which is not great, and that everyone has to be really finished by May, June time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're struggling a wee bit with their fixtures. Um, which has obviously probably hampered them. Uh, I know Darvel, you know, had to play a million games pretty much, but before they uh, had Trinent in the the playoff, and Trinent were obviously the fresher team. Mm. Um, you know, so uh, a similar situation. I think if if B were to 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 get in the playoff, obviously I don't think that's going to happen because of the the licensing issues. Eh, so yeah. So who in terms of um, have you been to much games this season? And is there is there been any kind of highlights? In terms of games you've took in, would you say? Um, I've not actually been to many, uh, simply because I'm, 
I pr- probably more laziness than anything, Sean. I'm not going to lie. Um, previously, I mean, I was going to like development games on a Friday, Saturday. It's not that I've not been into it as much. I think it's just uh, I've I've never really worked Monday to Friday uh, until over the sort of last year, and now it's like you know only only having two days off uh, yeah. where I where I only maybe before I was working kind of forty hours or four days or something. Um, so I still had like the extra day basically. Uh, but I, I've been to a few games. Um. I think East Stirlingshire beat Spartans earlier in the season. I think that was a bit of a highlight. Um, there's always a wee bit of needle between those two clubs for for whatever reason. Um, Shire, we're talking about teams coming up from obviously uh, the, the tiers below, but certainly tiers come, teams coming down are often, um, I wouldn't say, some are reinvigorated actually. You're probably right. I think Shire have certainly been, you know, they're, they're kind of well accustomed to the Lone League now. Berwick have been a welcome addition not really worked out so well with the first season for Cowden Beef, but um, it is a wee bit, still a wee bit strange to see <laughs> it's Cowden Beef, uh, you know, in the lone league. But, um, you know, I think it's been a, a struggle this season for them, obviously, given their, their league position. But, um, you know, it gives them a chance to to bounce back. And it's, it's like what you were talking about. Uh, teams become stale. And I, I know for a, you know, having seen, I mean, I was at the playoff game where they where they somehow survived against Cove, mm. um, and Ken Beef had a, you know, literally didn't really bring in anyone, and then come January they were bottom of the league, they would change out their whole team just for the playoff game. You you would suspect, and they did they done that for like three seasons or something. So, um, it just eventually didn't it didn't work out for them, obviously. Um, but it, it's tough. I mean, it, seeing seeing some of these. And former SPFL sides, uh, once they're down to, I guess, our level, um, I think that I mean, I, I've I wouldn't say I've had a animosity against Albion Rovers, but they've certainly not been the most gracious to non-league. The fact that they might be in non-league uh, next season's a wee bit funny, I guess. Probably not for Albion Rovers fans, but a wee bit of a humble pie, I guess. You know, um, I know their former manager obviously um, wasn't always the you know, the greatest comment. I mean, he was talking about having cup games up at the Highlands and that, no, oh, that's no. too far for us. Uh, yes. You probably heard all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, and obviously Stirling Uni beating them in the Scottish Cup, they kind of, you know, uh, it's all banter. So, I mean, if they do come down, I, it'll probably will take a wee bit of time to, to adjust, I guess, for them. Um, and obviously for us to, to have a bit of a passion for them, I guess. <laughs> a wee bit of welcome or whatever. Yeah, but I think I feel like it's like a lot of things. Like I think Brecon were certainly like that as yeah, well, because yeah. they obviously tried to get in the Lowland League, and it kind of didn't didn't work out. And um, it's probably fair to say that there was a bit of, from what I came across, there was a bit of arrogance at first, where they came in the league and thought, especially in the High League, and was like, well. We'll walk it. We'll we'll, we'll cruise it. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and they and then they realise that it is actually competitive and there's decent and most I would say majority of teams have decent players. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the near the bottom are are probably poorer standard, but I would say the top you know top five or whatever they all have players that are capable of of playing higher. Um, so. Kind of, kind of funny story about that, actually, Brecon. We were kind of very heavily critical of them mm. wanting to become in the Lowland League. Um, we did feel it. I mean, obviously, there was talk of lawsuits and whatnot. I, I think it was mainly because they, where they got their players in the central, oh, basically. Um, 
And I remember meeting their chairman, and, and I had been talking a load of shit about Breakin, to be honest. And I remember meeting the chairman at the playoff game, and he was a, such a lovely guy, and I felt oh, I felt really bad about all the stuff I said about them. But in fairness to Breakin, I think I, I, it does come down to that. The first season's often a bit like, oh, you know, standoffish, and then mm. they eventually kind of adapt. You know, you kind of get used to them. Dare I say it's kind of like that with B teams now? I'm, don't want to get too much hate, but I mean, mm. you, you get used to them. They become part of your league, and um, yeah, you just got on with it basically. But in fairness to Breakin, I mean, I I probably got a wee bit too much. I I wasn't trying to slag club off, obviously, but I know some Breakin fans kind of fought back to what I said at the time, and they revamped the the whole backroom after they got relegated and uh, changed, and they've done fantastically well to win the, the league this season. I I really do appreciate appreciate them. Uh, yeah, so hopefully no one brings up my comments from a few years ago about what I said about uh, at the time. Because again, like what you said, Sean, basically, uh, I I found it quite insulting to the Highland League. You mm. know, um, I'd, you know, it's like what if you're oh we'll go to the Lone League because we don't, you know, see the Highland League as a, you know, I think they were trying to look. F- I don't know if it was a financial thing as well, but certainly I think that the, the player thing had a, a big deal, you know, because of where they got the players. But to be fair, I think they've done that anyway. I don't think a lot of the players they have now are, are from the North, uh, from what I gather. So they've done the exact same thing, but in the Highland League, yeah. So. Yeah, because they've got a lot of like Dundee players, yeah. um, kind of who've been in the juniors, um, like Grady McGrath, who's their top scorer. Um, he came from the, the, the Midland. Um, like mm. he's been he's been really good, so it's just just as you say, it's just adjusting. It's a different league. It's a different style of football. You would probably say maybe the only league's the same as kind of high league in terms of the f- physicality. There's probably more you get away with rather than at higher levels mm-hmm. in terms of challenges. Um, but I do think I mean the from what I've been speaking to the breaking fans, they've seemed to embrace it and enjoyed it. And just getting to go to different grounds, I feel like a lot of the supporters yeah. maybe, um, maybe thought like it was a. I feel like a lot of teams when they get relegated, especially from you know League Two to only, they seem to be like, oh no, it's like the end. Where I feel like it's like a time to see different teams and just change it up, because I I feel like the problem with Scottish football is we're so. It's it's becoming so stale in terms of lower leagues. In terms of teams have been there for years. And you're wanting your Darvels, your new teams, you know, your your like Spartans to go up the divisions and just make it better. Because I feel yeah. like the more competitive it is, the more better the league is uh, as a whole. Because I just oh, it just gets boring. Like I, and when you see teams like obviously you've got teams with so much uh, more fans, like your Linlithgow, even your Linlithgow Roads, yeah. Um, Roses than like teams in League Two, and you're thinking there's so much potential. Um, but I just feel like it's the sort of that's why I'm not really sold on the new league. I just feel like it's yeah. a bit of a, you know, it helps the League Two clubs and they're kind of we're we're. Okay I mean, it, it helps in terms of the conference league. It'll help certainly the teams that are in it because of the money that will be thrown about and the potential sponsorship. But yeah, I mean, if you're not in that league, it's probably not going to help you. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you're 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 hundred percent right. I mean, even um, the old junior teams, like you mentioned, I think Banks O D, Lockie, uh, 
Tayport, I mean, these are all well back sides from their junior days, and we've seen the same with the East Juniors. Obviously, Trenent are always got a big following. Bonnie Rig Rose, mm. um, I'd like to actually see the League Two attendances because I'm assuming Bonnie Rig Rose might be quite high up, mm. uh, you know, in terms of their attendances. So, but yeah, these are all well back teams with a lot of history, and I think we forget just because it's not, um, you know, history in the SPFL, it doesn't mean that they're these teams are just, you know. They've been there for years, you know what I mean? They're, you know, Bonus United, for example, one of the more successful teams. You think of teams like Auckland, like Talbot as well, Clyde Bank, yeah, of all their history as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of teams that um, deserve a lot more respect, I think, um, in non-league than they probably get from higher up, I would say. Yeah, and I would say, I mean, even showing, like, in terms of, you know, the success of Kelty Hearts and, and Cove, obviously Cove are, maybe going to get relegated um, this season. I think it's like a step too far at the moment in terms of, uh, I don't think they've improved their team to kind of match up um, Mm -hmm. to the championship, but it does show there is potential because there's a lot of teams. uh, I probably said this a million times now that are just like in the same league. They don't do anything. um, (laughs) And they just like, they just float and they don't, they don't they don't get relegated, they don't get you know, they don't get promoted and they're just they're just do enough to kind of stay up. But yeah. kinda... they, they they probably found that in fairness to Cove and Kelly, I think they've probably found their level in the SPFL. You know, mm. I think yeah, that's the way I look so. at it. Um but I always think the glory days are when the team's on the rise getting to that point. Mm. But as soon as I'm probably a wee bit I mean, there's some teams I do keep an eye out for in the SPFL, but as soon as they get to the SPFL a lot of my interest kind of drops in them simply because, um, you know, playing the same teams four times a season just doesn't, it's not attractive for me. Uh, yeah. Whereas non-league, I think it's more exciting. Most teams, um, not so sure about the Highland League, but certainly in the Lowland League, you can get a shock result here and there. Mm. And um, any team can beat any team in, uh, on their day, basically. Um, I mean, Edinburgh Uni are an example of that. They, you know, they have a habit of maybe picking up a few points or even beating East Kilbride, for example. Um, so, yeah, that, that sort of thing excites me more than, you know, seeing, with all due respect, Albion Rovers for the fourth time, you know, oh, we're back at, <laughs> we're back watching Albion Rovers, you know. So, um, yeah. but I, I think that's a thing. We mentioned, obviously, fans coming down from the SPFL maybe to, to this level. Maybe that's that's something that could probably excite them a wee bit more, the fact that, you know, they, like you mentioned, obviously seeing new grounds, but the fact that they're not playing the same teams all the time. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, for me, it's more appealing uh, yeah. being, a, being a non-league. Yeah, and I think even the bizarre signings, I mean, I'm sure over the years, Lone League have had weird and wonderful players that <laughs> come out of nowhere, or ones that have played in, in like, the top leagues like um we have um i don't know if you remember ross tokley um, yeah who, he's playing for for nairn <laughs> so um it's just it's just bizarre players like him who are still playing um i think the weirdest one I, i'm trying to remember this right? i'm gonna have to google it uh okay. yeah so i think the weirdest I mean, we've had a lot of quality players. Obviously, uh, Nicky Lowe signing for Easter lunch was oh, a bit yeah. of a weird one. He's 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 still in non-league. Obviously, he's after being at Arbroath and Kelly, he's went to Clyde Bank because he's from uh, Greenock. But I mean, he's phenomenal for this level. But the weirdest one for me, I think, was Darren O'Dea, the former Celtic centre back. He 
he signed for East Kilbride at the start of one of the seasons. I think he played like five games before he became a coach at Motherwell, or then he went eventually moved back to Celtic as a coach. But that was like this massive player. Um, I suppose Kirk Broadfoot playing for open goals kind of big as well, probably similar levels. Uh, but yeah, certainly there has been a lot of quality players that you would never think would even touch this level, but have came down and, and played. And uh, in fairness, as I say, what Kirk Broadfoot playing. Gary Fraser playing for open goal as well. I've always rated Gary Fraser. Mm-hmm. And I think, mate, you should still be playing in like, what, League One, League Two, at least why are you open goal? <laughs> you know, Gary Fraser, I've always rated him really highly. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's strange. Uh, I mean, not that I'm complaining too much of seeing these quality players um, at this level away, but it is kind of strange. But I don't know, D was certainly a weird, weird signing for me, uh, seeing mm-hmm. him at East Kilbride, albeit it was only for yeah five games or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. I think a lot of players seem to either drop down for in terms of the challenge, in terms of potential of challenging for a league, because I feel like a lot of them maybe are at Peterhead or wherever where they're not doing much and they're not mm-hmm. really challenging, so they want a new challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would also say it's fair to say that um, the wages are pretty decent at Highland League, I mean, from what I've heard yeah. um, in terms it's of money. Similar so, to some lower mm-hmm. league teams, I guess, in East of Scotland. To, uh, sorry, yeah. well, East of Scotland, West of Scotland, I mean... Darvo, I guess. <laughs> Third, you know, uh, worst known secret ever, you know, Dar- mentioning Darvo and money. But um, yeah, certainly there's a lot of money teams at, at this level. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, I mean, we've had, I'm trying to think of names. Um, we've had Paul Lawson, who's still playing for Banks of D. Uh, he was at Fort Martin and he was at uh, Ross, he was at Ross County. Mowerwell, and he was also, he came through the ranks at, um, Celtic. Um, mm-hmm. He was a pretty good player. He scored. He was most well known at Ross County because he scored a wonder free kick against um, Inverness in a derby. Um, he he was a he's a pretty good player. Um, I remember the first few times. Every time he stepped up, he was like scoring free kicks all the time. <laughs> madness. We had Derek Young, um, who used to play for Aberdeen. He played for, for yeah, yeah, and uh, then we had, as well. Hmm? Was he mm-hmm. Adam as well? Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah um, and then we had we had Darren Mackey. He oh, yeah. <laughs> for Turf. It was a bizarre one. Um, I remember him. It was quite a while ago uh, when Turf had a spell where they had a lot of investment, and he was just a bizarre signing. It came out of nowhere, like him signing. Um, so we've had a couple of weird ones like that. We've had a couple. Um, Ones that have played for the country, Julian Wade, who's now at who's at for Martin, and he was at Breakin. He plays for his national team. Um, and then there was a guy. Oh, I can't, I can't get, I can't remember. But he played for Banks D for a spell, and he played for Keith, I think. Um, he plays for the Iceland. I think he still plays for the Iceland national team. Yeah. He once marked Ronaldo, or there was someone, someone. He was speaking about how he watched March Ronaldo in a game or something bizarre. <laughs> so it was like bizarre signings like that. And then you get all the weird, you know, the you know, the players coming from abroad mm-hmm. that are a bit odd. Um this might be a random subject, but is um is it common for lonely 
players to go abroad or, or Australia, or is that probably more a Highland League? Because we tend to have a lot of players who now play in the equivalent of Highland League, but in like the MPL, which is just below the A League. Which... Yep. Um, it's funny you ask that because two of probably, I wouldn't say that probably better is not the, the right word, but certainly really good standard of Lone League players uh, left uh, in January to go to Australia. Russell. Curry, um, who was kind of on the books. Uh, let me get this right. I think Queen of the South in the SPFL, and then he kind of uh, he ended up at uh, Delbiti. Had a brilliant season, one of the top scorers last season. He ended up at Gretna this season, but he left uh, around January, I think, to go to Australia. Scott Cusack, um, who was playing for Galafiradine, um, kind of moved on to Cali Braves again. He was doing really well, but then he moved had an opportunity in Australia as well. So yeah, it happens. Um, I have personally seen some players move to Iceland as well. Um, you know, I've, I can't remember the boy's name. It was a he's, he's playing in the SPFL now. Um, he was at Berwick Rangers. Uh, I can't I just his name has escaped me, but yeah, certainly he was playing for for Berwick Rangers at a point. Um, he went to he left to go to Iceland to play in their league, and I think he's I'm sure he's at Edinburgh City now anyway, but. Um, yeah, his, his name's just escaped me. But yeah, certainly I have seen younger players get the opportunities to, to go to these leagues. Yeah, it's it's been quite common over the years. I think, I think we've got um, a fair few players. Um, it's just a lot of them say it's like just the lifestyle and different standards. And a lot of them played in the covenant of like the, the FA Cup out in Australia. So it kind of get, gets them on a platform. Um, it's the weirdest thing you mentioned that because I actually saw an advertisement uh, on Twitter, it was either this morning or maybe yesterday about um, non-league players moving to Iceland, and I think they were offering like two grand or whatever, you know, pretty much two grand a week or whatever it was, and it was insane money for a non-league player. Yeah, you know, I think obviously part of that will would be your accommodation and whatever yeah. else, but um, it's some money these young guys, if they're talented yeah. enough, can can make a, a abroad. Eh? And I know some players that I've I've went that route obviously a guy uh, that used to play at Sparrings I know him fairly well Gary Chenarazzo I mean he'd done the whole Scandinavia I think he was at, in Iceland and Sweden mm. and all these sort of places they went to America as well um, which is, is common as well to, to see these guys go to, to America and maybe come back after their scholarship ends so um, yeah it is fairly common I, do, I don't know in terms of percentages Sean but I have seen a few few players definitely go to, to Australia America uh, Iceland and whatnot. Yeah, we we've had quite a quite a few. I mean, the most bizarre one he's been out in Australia for a while is a guy called Marek Mado, and he played for like Huntley and um, for Martin. And he had a bizarre situation when um, you know when Usain Bolt was on trial at that Australian club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard yeah, about that. Yeah, he, he was on trial at the same time as Usain Bolt. <laughs> he didn't get offered a contract, but um, it was such a bizarre thing like that. And then a lot of them, I think there's there's one team, um, I forgot I forgot the team's name, but there's one that has, I'm sure has like two or three like former Highland League players playing in the same <laughs> team. And a lot of them face each other. Like, um, so it's quite funny. Like I've been, I, I tend to look on Twitter and sometimes it'll say, oh, so-and-so's playing for so-and-so. I was like, oh, I recognise that guy who played for, like, Lossy Mouth, like, donkeys ago. The the um, biggest shock I had this season was, um, 
a, a forward, uh, young forward called Cammy Elliott, who played for East Kilbride. Uh, he got signed up by an Irish team called uh, Dundalk in their, their top yeah. division. Nice. And Dundalk, are, obviously, they have the chance to play in Europe and stuff like that because yeah. it's the Irish top division. And Cammy's a, a, a really good player, done really well. But I just, I actually expected them to maybe move up to maybe League Two or League One. Um, did I expect them to go to Dundalk and Ireland? Absolutely not. I thought that was kind of left field. But apparently they do have this thing where they take, you know, promising young Scottish players. I think they give them a chance. And But yeah, that, that was just weird because, I mean, I, I don't know the Irish League too well, to be honest, Sean, but I'm mm. assuming it's a massive step up from, from non-league in Scotland, yeah, I guess, you yeah. know, so... Right. But especially yeah. when he's getting a chance of maybe if he kicks out, I mean, playing in Europe for them, which is yeah. pretty impressive. But if you notice, they've kind of been known for taking players and then selling them to Scotland. I mean, yeah. um, you've got the Jamie McGrath, who's at Dundee, mm-hmm. Dundee United, uh, on loan from Wigan. He came through, um, he was at there as well. So right. it's quite. I think it's quite known for them to sell players to Scotland. Um or do something like that. Can so, take them for a few years and make aye. them and then sell them back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Gammy's a really good guy. I mean, he was he was brilliant in the loan league. He was, uh, I think, when East Kilbride lost him, actually, it was probably a massive pamper to them because I think they were kind of near the top at Christmas and losing your top scorer to uh, at that point in the season is obviously devastating. But uh, yeah, Cammy's a, a great guy actually. He, he actually got on at me the other day for not picking a, a player in the team of the season. Uh, not himself; it was another boy. He's called Pride. So sorry, Cammy. But I, I explained my reasons. I'm like, um, yeah. So um, I was half expecting him to say why why wasn't I in the team of the season? Because even though he played a half season, he was classy. But um, probably would have been if, if he stayed the whole year. Eh? So yeah, but no, it would be good to see more Highland and Lonely players. At- Playing at a higher level, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you see them. I mean, we've had a couple where we had um, the most like well-known one that went and kicked on in recent years was Paul Coots, who's now at oh, he's at the team that Joey Barton's managing. Um, oh, in Eng- uh, England, yeah, is yeah. it like Farnborough or something? I can't remember. Uh, It'll come back to me, but um. Basically, um, he kicked on and he was like, he was at Cove like donkeys ago and um, he went on to play for Peterborough and then he was a Sheffield United team and he was in the team that got, um, that won the league or something, or, and then got promoted. Um, really, really, really good player. Um, he's probably been one of the standouts. Um, but apart from that, there's been, players who went on trial or had spells down the road, but it's just not worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's probably, it would be good to kind of... Um, I don't know where that came from. I was thinking of Fleetwood, actually. I never mentioned it. Oh, it is Fleetwood, yeah. But that, 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 was, that was Joey Barton's former team. He now apparently... Um, oh, uh, it's Bristol Rovers. Bristol so, Rovers, yeah. yeah, yeah he's yeah, now, yeah, but, so. um, no, yeah, so Paul Coots is now at Bristol Rovers, but he played for Fleetwood as well. Yeah. So he yeah. went with Joey Barton. So he's probably one of the most uh, well-known players you can say, you know, Highland to on the brink of Premier League. He didn't play. It's crazy, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I've spoke to him before. Nice guy. Um, so just to kind of round it off, then is um, what would you say is your prediction for the playoff? What's your what are you going for? I, I think the toughest game, like it has been for many years, is the. The, the team 
the Lowlands versus Highland League team. I think that is the toughest game. Um, I, I'm really torn. I really am torn. I think it's going to be a really even contest. Um, but I think my prediction would be that the league or the club 42 will go down. Um, if it's going to be Brecon City beating them or Sparrow's beating them, um, I have a bit of faith in the Highland League or Lone League team beating the Club 42 because we have seen it so often, mm-hmm. uh, especially over the last few years. Um, but then again, as I say, it depends on who it is. If it's if it's Bonnie Rick, I think they have more of a chance to stay up because they know the level and know the team. So, um, I'll go with I'll go with Spartans, uh, just because I'm representing the Lone here. Uh, I'll definitely go with Spartans, but I am very wary of Brecon City because I do rate them as a as a club, obviously. So, I'm going for I'm going to go for Brecon just because I would leave. Yeah, of course but, you have to. But, uh, um, yeah, no, but to. I am I am thinking it's going to be something. As I said earlier, I think it's going to be like a 2-1. Like yeah, that will be close. I, I think it'll be one of those games where it'll be like 0-0 till like the 80th minute or something and then someone scores. Because um, I can't see it being like a thrashing either, either, either way just because both teams are are really good. But no, I'm looking forward to it. Um, thanks for this. I'll stop. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Highly Podcast. Make sure to leave a review if you enjoy this podcast. And to keep up to date with the podcast, you subscribe on your chosen podcast platform. Hope you can join me next time for another interesting interview.